0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to Candidly Laura, a daily podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. Take it away, Laura. Good day. Hello, and welcome to today. I don't know. You never know what song is going to be in my head when I start this. Um, All right. So trigger warning, if you couldn't tell by the title, this may be a topic that you want to skip. We're talking specifically about fatness, fat phobia, body image, and other such topics around obesity and health. So scroll away if that's not of interest to you today. I am... I would like to sing it from the rooftops because I think it's something that culturally and socially and social media, media-ly, if I could wave a magic wand and get rid of, I would. And that is fat doesn't mean unhealthy. And I'll just start by saying, you know, in the last couple of years, we, those of us that um, identify as overweight or obese or fat or whatever term you decide to use have, have taken some ground in taking back fat as being a negative word. And I remember a friend saying, you know, she said something to a relative actually, that it was something along the lines of, yeah, well, you know, because I'm fat, the X, Y, Z. And the relative's response was, like flabbergasted. And she said, Oh my gosh, no, you are not fat. You are beautiful. And my friend was in the, in the sort of middle of her revolution of owning the word fat and owning her body and, and being proud of how she looks and said, no, those, I didn't say I was ugly. I said I was fat. You can be fat and beautiful. And I think that is something that we could really, as a society, learn a lot from in acceptance and in and not equating overweight as ugly. Um, and I think that what it will take is kind of like a rebranding. <laughs> um, and I don't know how that can happen. But for me, it's it's still hard to, I don't use it in sentences the way that that friend does yet. Though I'm very aware that I have been overweight for years. And part of, I think, my own reluctance to start using the word fat and describing myself is it's an entire childhood of feeling othered and feeling big and gross. And like, I just didn't fit in physically amongst my peers. Though when I look back at pictures, I'm disgusted that that I've had that feeling for so long. And part of it is certainly, you know, growing up, we were told to like suck in our stomach was something that I was told a lot. And I had my stomach padded, which I'm still... I still have body image problems with my stomach, um, regardless of how flat it has been. And, you know, having being bought clothes to that were too big to sort of try and create like a straight line instead of hugging my body shape, which made me look even bigger. And even looking back at some of the costumes that I was put in, in theater, in middle and high school, and even into college, um, it was fascinating when my body shape was actually sort of used to make me look better and was used to sort of try to hide my actual size. And some of this I think has gotten remarkably better since, you know, I was in school and since I was in high school and even early college. Um, But I look back and I was in high school, I moved into the 14, 16 and in college moved into 18 size pants and in high school. And I think in middle school too, I was like 12 and 14. Those were the, my pant size and I was pretty tall and pretty proportioned in a way that made sense. But, you know, my friends were sizes twos and fours. And at that time, the sort of kids and teen sections didn't go past size 12. And that has thankfully changed now today, now that we're acknowledging that there are a lot more people in those sizes. And we also have a lot more online shopping options. So... (laughs) I think of how much stress and strife at the beginning of school year trying to buy new clothes would be if I if I could have just had my parent you know buy six pairs of jeans to try on at home instead of having to go into a store to try them on to come out of the dressing room to show my mom to see if they approved like ugh it was just such it was such a terrible experience <laughs> so that's some of my own background about dealing with and thinking about the word and the being of obese. And I have like a couple really distinct memories. In college, I remember saying to a friend who is was happened to be gay and was more interested in fashion than most things, most other people. Um, and at some point I said something about my pant size being a size 18. And he was like, What? No, you're not. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, I am like, do you want to look at the number? And he did. And he did. He went, (laughs) he went to my pants and he looked at the number and he was like, oh my God, there is no way. And I don't know. That was just really funny to me that like how you can be perceived of how you look versus what the actual number is and that the number, especially now is so varied. Like I can be a pant size 16, 18 in some places and a 24 in other places. And that is not great <laughs> for, for my mental health. Um, and I am in therapy. So there we go. Um, but the other thing that I realized, and this was post-college, I actually don't even remember what year it was, but I remember I hadn't paid very much attention to my BMI or to my weight for a while. And I, all of a sudden And it may have been like, I read something that made me interested and I read an article and for my height and build and activity and blah, blah, blah. Like I read that if I lost a hundred pounds, I would move from morbidly obese to still obese. And at that point I was like in pretty good shape like it wasn't tiny, but I was in good shape and I was getting good steps. In, and I was mortified that there was a metric out there that still thought if I was 100 pounds lighter, I'd still be obese. So that was the first time that I really remember being like, oh, my gosh, those calculations are wackadoodle. So the things I want to say about fat doesn't mean unhealthy And you can't see health like that. I think is just sort of the overlying. You cannot see how healthy a person is based on their visuals. Yet we as a society have definitely dropped ourselves into sort of equating fat is unhealthy. Fat means medical issues. Fat means your heart's not moving the way that it's supposed to. Your blood's not pumping the way it's supposed to. And a lot of this is not necessarily backed by medical evidence. And nobody believes me when I say that, but it's the BMI has been debunked a whole bunch of times. And the percentage of what your body, um, what your actual nutrition and body says versus what your genetics say and your for lack of a better word, sort of privilege says are two different things. And research has shown that what we eat, how much we move, if we drink or smoke influences about 30% of our overall wellness, 30%. So you can be the most physically active, lifting weights, walking. You can spend hours in the gym every single day eating only the best organic, high protein, et cetera, et cetera. And that only helps 30% of of you. The other 70% of our wellness comes from genetics, our socioeconomic location, our access to healthcare, and a whole bunch of other things that contribute to our environment. So like our health behaviors are not as, um, are not as, I guess, privileged as our financial situation, right? And I'm continually struck too by, so your physical appearance also doesn't say what kind of food you're eating, or it also doesn't say how many steps you're getting a day, And it doesn't say how your mental health is and how your relationships are and what kind of turmoil you might be in. So I think we we all have those friends that have a skinny disposition, (laughs) a skinny genetics and and have watched even past college, have watched them just honest to goodness, eat like shit and carbs and cheese and pizza and nachos, and they don't gain a freaking pound. And I'm sure we also have people that are on the skinnier side of things with pretty big mental health issues, because we know people of all shapes and sizes with mental health issues, right? None of that is visual. (laughs) You cannot see if a fat person is only eating organic salads and smoothies, or if a skinny person is only eating pizza and nachos And we've equated all of those things to be like what's healthy and what's not. You can have some pretty healthy nachos, I'm just going to (laughs) say. So where this rhetoric of fat is unhealthy just keeps getting sort of doubled down and doubled down and doubled down is honestly in marketing... From two major industries, and that is the sort of diet industry and the fitness industry. And they both have a lot of money. The fitness industry in 2019 was at 100 billion. The diet industry is looking at 3.8 billion for 2022. So the amount of money to go into this is what you should be eating, this is what healthy looks like, this is how skinny you should be. Is huge, and then if we take into also account like what we see on TV and what the media portrays as "quote unquote" fat, right? Like plus size models, this is so aggravating to me because plus size models, like they start at size ten or eight, that's plus size in model land <laughs> because we've created this beauty standard uh, that it's you know. Two zero two and four. So when we think about health and wellness, I my ask for you is just to listen to your thoughts. If you're seeing someone eat a pizza who's not skinny. Think about what you're internalizing or what you're making that mean or what you might be calling that person because they have shown over and over study after study that that fat people are continually treated dramatically differently than thin people. And I think the only way to start to stop that is to start noticing what we are internally saying about fat people when we see them. And it could not. it could be when they're eating, it could be when they're walking, it could be when they're running, it could be all sorts of things. But to begin to change the thought pattern will begin to change how we treat them. And their worth in this society is not that they're a size 14 or below. And I think how strangers treat people will then transfer into how people you know you treat as well. So those are some thoughts on how you can't see health. This is a topic I'm jazzed. I'm fired up about. So I'm going to come back to it because it means a lot to me. <laughs> um, so I was actually writing today a couple other thoughts to just continue to talk about fatness and society. All right, friends. Have a good day.